right, guys, it's your girl Tiffany. I'm back on the winner's circle. Remember to like, subscribe, comment below, and share. Share with your friends. Sharing is caring. All right. So I have to tell you guys what has been going on specifically in the Big Brother house. There's been a lot. And um, so you guys know that Pooch was eliminated. Um, the vote was flipped. Taylor got to stay one more week and uh, Pooch went home. So what that did is it caused some confusion with Turner and Joseph about what happened or what is happening in the house and what happened to their friend. So Turner ends up winning HOH. Uh, Turner wins this HOH comp. They are paired together with this besties buddy system. And everyone chose someone that they felt if they sat next to, especially in this group of six, if they sat next to them, then the other person would go home and not them. So specifically, you've got Nicole partnered with Taylor, Indy with Alyssa, Monty with Joseph, Terrence with Amira, Michael with Brittany, Kyle with Daniel. Uh, Turner with Jasmine. Jasmine is safe because Turner won the HOH and we have to um, enjoy her safety and her comfortability for one more week. So, all right. Turner wants to target Taylor. Everything is always Taylor's fault. He sits and listens to Daniel and Nicole bash Taylor on a regular basis. He seems to enjoy it. He wants her out for whatever reason. It's specifically just because the rest of the house would like her out too. But he doesn't want to give her an opportunity to play for Vito. So he wants to use a pawn. And his pawn idea comes with the help of Brittany, who at the current time that he's considering his nominations, Brittany is spiraling in the have not room about not being able to be herself, not being able to play her game. She feels like an outsider. She feels left out. I mean, she's in the have not room for a very long time, having an emotional conversation with the live feed cameras. She doesn't like the way she's um, she's being treated. She kind of understands the way that Taylor is being ostracized, even though she's had some share in bashing Taylor too. She um, feels that she is kind of in a similar boat because she doesn't feel like she belongs anywhere. So after this, she has, I think it's after this, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't mind being corrected. But I believe after this, she has the conversation with Turner, who also does not like her. Turner, I just, my opinion is Turner can't stand Brittany. I believe he's expressed that. She talks too much for him. Um, he had a conversation with Kyle saying, you know, sometimes I have to have conversations with people I have absolutely nothing in common with. Like, I really don't care to have these conversations. And he does not particularly like having conversations with Brittany. However, Brittany comes into the HOH room. 
she does talk a lot, but I'm a person who talks a lot, so I <laughs> I empathize with her, honey. It's it's just what we do. It's a what we what we do. So she's talking to him, and in her conversation, she happens to allude to the fact that if he wants to put someone on the block for nomination, who will likely win the veto for him to backdoor Taylor as a pawn, then Michael probably has a good chance of winning the veto. Well, that's great news because now Turner can just say, your partner, your bestie, Brittany, told me that it'd be great for if you go on the block for nomination and you go and win this veto for me. He does, Turner does end up having this conversation with Michael. And that's kind of what he says, like, hey, Brittany has suggested you as a pawn to help get uh, me a secured veto so I can backdoor Taylor. Well, of course, Michael doesn't want to go on the block as a pawn, but um, it, it looks like that is going to happen anyway. Um, now, he does, Turner does end up putting Brittany and Michael on the block. Taylor and Nicole because they're a pair, they would go on the block together. Taylor is his goal, his end goal for eviction. He wants whoever wins veto to pull Michael and Brittany off the block so that Taylor and Nicole can go up. Well, um, somewhere around getting players for veto, um, picking play, somewhere around the veto competition, I'm sorry. Before this veto competition happens, it is actually Joseph's birthday. So Joseph is 24. He's having his 25th birthday. Joseph is very uncomfortable with the fact that Pooch went home. He was blindsided. He doesn't know what's going on. He wants to find out who is behind this. He has made it his birthday mission to figure out what happened to Pooch. And he has come to this conclusion in the HOH room that um, they need to go after that person, which it's not Taylor. Turner wants Taylor gone, first of all, because the House is telling Turner it's Taylor who flipped the vote. Well, that is beyond me because Taylor is on the block and she is supposed to campaign to stay. But she has no vote. So if the vote was unanimous, then everyone else has some questions that need to be answered because they are essentially the ones who voted Pooch out of the house. So it's amazing to me that Jasmine actually was the one who spun that web of if Turner asks you who was about, who was the center of flipping the vote, just tell him it was Taylor. So Taylor gets blamed for absolutely everything. Um, and Taylor is also like just ostracized completely and feeling very alone. Um, she ends up having this conversation with Michael. And she also kind of has this same conversation later on with Monty she ends up telling Michael, like, hey, I want to 
come, I want to come up, be open to you and tell you, like before I came into this house, I won Miss Congeniality in the Miss USA pageant. I am just, I am always a kind and loving person. And that's how I am perceived in my real life, in my professional life, because that's how I am. And I brought that into this house and I am actually getting punished for that. Um, there was a situation where Indy pulled Taylor to the side. And I think it happened right before this conversation with Michael and Taylor, where Indy is super pissed that Taylor was talking about how good some soup was. And I don't remember if who, if who made the soup. I don't, I'm not specific on the details about the soup, but I did see Indy pull her to the side and say, um, the feeds cut clut a little bit right before they got into the con right during the beginning of the conversation. But India's pissed that Taylor was talking about this soup and she's on slop. And she thought it was very disrespectful. Now people do get emotional when they're have not that I, it, it really does mess with your psyche. You're taking cold showers. You're sleeping uncomfortably. You're not eating. So you are a little cranky. You are a little irritated. But it just seems like everyone is so ready to jump on this Taylor train. And she's not really giving people much pushback when they accuse her of things or when, you know, they are telling her what they don't like about what she's doing or how she's rubbing people. So. Now it seems that people are comfortable approaching her and saying, I don't like what you did. That bothered me when I really don't think that Taylor was intentionally trying to disrespect Indy when she was discussing the soup. It, it's very petty. It's very childish. Don't think it had it, it warranted that type of emotion. But Indy was upset about it. They hugged it out. They moved on. But not before she went around to people saying how disrespected she felt about Taylor discussing the soup. Joseph, um, in his desire to figure out what happened to Pooch, um, it's his birthday. He is like talking to the guys. Um, he's realizing he has a conversation with Michael and he says, you know, I think Taylor is being ostracized. She has become a punching bag for this house. And he's like, you know, there's an agenda that none of us, meaning like the guys are a part of. And so Michael was like, you know, with Taylor, I think it's a game of telephone. Michael and Joseph I think they both realize the treatment that Taylor is receiving. They have every single person in this house has been a part of bashing her behind her back and never standing up or saying anything to defend her to each to anyone else. So Joseph and Michael seem to want to say I recognize that this isn't right. And so they're having this conversation, but nobody wants to defend her because if it gets out, then it's like, oh, you're defending, you're defending Taylor. Um, so in Joseph's quest and his observation too about Taylor, um, they are in the HOH room after his birthday. Uh, and the guys are actually having, um, they're like having in a session. I forget what you call those uh, sessions where um, 
you're like trying to help out your friend. It's a specific name, but I'm forgetting it. It's evading me. But anyway, uh, they're having this session with Kyle because Kyle is so emotional and lost and confused and bamboozled about how to handle his non-showmans. He is not trying to have this showmans with Alyssa mess up his game and I don't even know that he wants this showmance with Alyssa. And Monty has his own, you know, he goes to Monty first. And how he figures that Monty's going to help him with his girl problems, I don't know. I find it interesting, too, that Monty has some that Alyssa has probably had some specific type of relationships in the past that... It's so anyway, Monty is trying to say that Alyssa's had some relationships in the past that caused her to behave this way. And he, he's, he's really summed her in her past relationships up. I did not like that at all. You don't know anything about this young lady. You should shut up. What about your relationships? Anyway, the guys are trying to help Kyle get into how to handle Alyssa. And, um, as they are as they are finishing up this conversation, it is so late. Everybody stayed up waiting for Joseph's birthday. It's so late. They're just about to dismiss this meeting. Um, but Joseph is really adamant on why they are treating Taylor this way and how Amira has been acting. And he brings up how smart Amira is. Um he, like wondering what she does for a living. He talks about how her mom is uh, a very big super fan of Big Brother, how she claims she's only seen one season. He's putting these pieces together that Amira is very smart and they're all spilling out examples of how she's displayed how smart she is and how they don't want to sit next to her at the end and how she can actually win this game. And some. Everybody starts putting on their thinking caps. But Joseph, on his 25th birthday, Joseph, like, woke up. Joseph woke up on his 25th birthday and decided, I came to play this game and I know how to play it. He has helped the guys realize that Amira may very well be pulling strings behind the scenes because she's been kind of following Joseph's conversations. He pointed out that he'll have a conversation with someone. He's actually said he'd had a conversation with Brittany. And then Amira saw him having that conversation. And she follows up to have a conversation with Brittany after Pooch just had a, I mean, after Joseph just had a conversation with, with her. So she's kind of making sure that the seeds she's planted with certain people aren't being a, unplanted with Joseph coming in or to know what Joseph's finding out. One of the biggest points that he made to Turner in this meeting, and, and let me just help you in this meeting, there's Kyle, there's Monty, there's uh, Turner, there's Joseph. Um, and they are actually having a conversation on his birthday about Amira and Taylor and what to do um, with whoever may possibly win this veto and backdooring someone. So they all accept and realize that Amira is a threat, that she is behind something. And they've surmised that Amira is possibly behind this flip to get Pooch out of the house. And they also 
know that the girls don't like Taylor. Oh, and let me just not forget to mention this. Nicole had been telling the entire house about how she should win. First of all, she says she should win a Grammy. It's an Oscar. You should win a damn Oscar. If that's what you're looking for, for these theatrics, how she should win it. But I'm going to use Nicole's words. Nicole should win a Grammy for how she has lied to Taylor about being in her corner, being her girl, that they're going to work on the guys that Nicole's supposed to work on. I don't know. She's supposed to work on two guys and then Taylor's supposed to work on like Kyle and Monty and get information from them and then they bring it back together. Whatever this made up story is and these lies she's been spewing to Taylor, she's so proud and impressed with herself that she holds a meeting in the back room about how she's lied to her and she's tricking her. And um, everybody is like, oh, okay. well, when Joseph gets upstairs and he's having this conversation in the HOH room, they're like realizing none of these girls have Taylor's back at all. They're not even really treating her like she's human. Joseph doesn't like it at all. He's like, this is not how you should treat someone. He's recognizing and he even says like Americans say something and I believe this is Joseph that said that I could be wrong. He even says, America can say something and Taylor can say something and no one says anything to Amira for what she says, but everyone like rides Taylor's ass for anything that she says. So he knows that Nicole, who is her partner, doesn't have her back. Jasmine cannot stand her. And um, hmm, uh, it's later. So Jasmine can't stand her. Nobody has Taylor's back and the guys know that. So they're like, if we actually go with the flow of things and get Taylor out, we're actually doing the work for the girls. And then we're losing numbers that could be on our side. So they they realize that the girls have the majority vote. They're like, why don't we bring Taylor in Along with Michael, along with Brittany, these people have who have been left on the outside of this big alliance. Why don't we bring her in? They start to realize that the girls actually want to get out the bigger threats when they start to put together. Like, why did Pooch go home instead of Taylor, who was their main target? Well, maybe Pooch was the bigger threat. Pooch is a guy. The girls are working together. Do the girls want to get out the big targets? And then Monty has an epiphany. He's like, hey, you know, Taylor told me this a long time ago that Paloma uh, wanted to go after a big, the bigger targets like the guys. Maybe Taylor wasn't lying. Hmm. You think maybe Taylor wasn't lying? Uh, that's so interesting. It's so interesting that after all of this, you want to believe that Taylor could be telling the truth and Paloma could have been lying to you. It's a little it's a little too late, Monty. I, I still have yet to forgive you um, because that was a whole ass mess and you still need to pay for it. Well, now the guys have decided we should bring in Taylor. We should get someone to win the veto and put Amira and Terrence on the block because Amira is so smart. Amira is spearheading things. We don't want to compete against her. She knows way too much, way much more than she's saying. We should get her out. Um, 
This is before Vito. They stayed up for so long. I was tired the next day trying to keep up with those guys. So it's time to play Vito. Nicole is already saying, I got to throw this veto. She does not want Taylor safe. She's willing to risk her safety because she's so confident that if her and Taylor sit on the block, that Taylor is going to go home. Um, The house is upset because apparently, and we didn't get to see this, but Jasmine wouldn't stop talking about it. Apparently, Taylor bumped Jasmine's foot and twisted it the whole opposite direction of which it is growing. And she just can't believe that she did that. Uh, Brittany also helped spearhead this this telephone conversation going to Turner saying, I don't know why she wouldn't just wait for Jasmine to go through the door. Um, as that has been a topic of discussion that Taylor kicked Jasmine's sore ankle you think it's broken you think it's hanging on by a thread you think that she needs to be eliminated from the game for lack of participation you'd think that this ankle was about to come off it is sprained it's wrapped in an ace bandage but she's riding around on um thanksgiving's scooter and apparently this ankle was tore up from the floor up all right so now they're mad about that Well, Alyssa, who also can't stop talking about Taylor, Taylor's all under her skin. She decides to have a conversation with the girls saying, yeah, yesterday Taylor was touching Kyle. And while she's touching him, she stepped on my foot. This prompts Nicole to jump up off the bed in the open room. Like, let me go. I'll go beat her ass right now. Who? Nicole, you're a grown-ass woman. You're 41 years old. You want to go beat somebody's... You want to go beat Taylor's ass over mistakenly stepping on Alyssa's foot. And Alyssa is not even ready to go beat her ass. Why do you want to fight somebody that bad? Like, to me, that's aggression and anger that does not just come from an isolated incident. Like, you really feel like that. But Or maybe you just are a fighter. Maybe you just like to fight. That's your first instinct. I want to go beat somebody's ass. They all have it out for Taylor. So Taylor is just, like, by herself. She's totally isolated. So... Vito is played, feeds are cut, of course. When they come back, we know Michael has won Vito three times in the row. This is a Vito King. You just really have to give credit where credit is due. And Michael, as I watch him, he plays a very um he's a he's a plays a very low-key game. And I like it. He gets a lot by giving a little. He sits and he listens and some people are like, yeah, but he isn't gaming. He's not playing. He is. He's a, he's getting information without giving information. And that is a skill. And I commend that. He just has to show up and he just sits back and listens. And I'm watching his eyes the whole time. That man's brain is rolling. Anyway, he's one veto. And then you hear um, that there's this conversation about right before veto about Nicole blowing up or having a conversation or going off on Taylor. And then Daniel says something to Taylor. Well, apparently Nicole got called into the DR and she's in the DR. She comes out of the DR. She goes into the room. She's crying. 
Uh, no one knows what's wrong with her. She's crying. She's telling Daniel, like, uh, I just feel like I'm a terrible person. Um, and she also mentions, like, I just wish people knew that she was not a good person talking about Taylor. And she's saying some some rough things, some mean things. And Daniel's like, no, she's not a good person. At the same time, Taylor is in the, the living room sitting with Monty because Nicole has said that her tears out of the DR are is around something surrounding her mother. And everyone is like pretty empathetic. It seems people are pretty empathetic to it. Taylor is like, Monty, can we pray for her? I don't I don't know what's going on, but we should. Can you say a prayer for her? I'm not a religious person, but say a prayer for her mom while Nicole is in the other room going. Taylor's a Taylor is not a good person. And I just wish people could see that about her. Well, apparently they everyone's consoling Nicole. Taylor comes in to console Nicole and Taylor in from the conversation she's having with people because we didn't see this on the feeds. Taylor saying she went to Nicole to say, hey, I hope that everything is OK with you. I hope everything's OK with your mom. But if you need to take a break from this game for yourself, that would be totally understood. That was the, apparently, the biggest insult to Nicole. How could Taylor even say if she wants to quit, then she should go home. This game isn't worth it. I'm not a quitter. I didn't come here to quit. This is Nicole. Nicole Nicole is mad as hell. She is going off in her head because, of course, Taylor can't say nothing right. She can't do nothing right. She can't compliment. She can't confide. She can't co- She can't show compassion. She can't, she can't wish you well. She can't encourage you. She can't smile. She can't joke. She can't laugh. She can't sleep. She can't come and keep company. She can't talk games. She can't do shit. Without this house feeling like she is ready to burn it down. So Nicole is pissed. And then on top of that, Daniel turns around and tells Taylor, you're the reason Paloma had a mental breakdown. Well, I'd be down. Of course, Taylor is like, what in the end? What is going on? Why am I always perceived as being this person, this terrible person that I am, I am, I have never been referred to. It's almost like she is aloof to the idea that anyone would think she is a bad person because probably in her life, no one's ever treated her in this way, in this manner to her face because she's not even expecting that these conversations are being had about her or that this is the way they would feel. She has conversations with Joseph. She has conversations with Michael. And she's like, hey, I came to play this game. I started watching Big Brother because of the cookout. I wanted to come in and be a representation that black women can be kind can be loving, can be strong without being labeled as being the black bitch, which is what Taylor said. And it's so unfortunate, and she makes reference, she says it's unfortunate that in my regular life, I show people kindness, respect, love, I'm genuine, and I do that same thing in here, and I'm told I need to stop talking slick, I need to just lay low. I need to chill out. 
pretty much they want to silence Taylor. They want Taylor to STFU. She cannot say one word. If she's just quiet, they still will not be happy. But she ends up talking to Joseph and Joseph's like, I think that you might be okay. And Michael kind of reassures her like, I think that you might be okay in the house. Like there's some, there's some things going on. Um, you know, just, just, you, you might just want to wait a minute. Um, don't get so up. Don't get so worked up. I think you have a chance. She talks to Monty and Monty and her had a conversation a day or two ago about um, being perceived and being misunderstood. And he seemed he, like he was being a little receptive to the fact that maybe she is misunderstood. And um, maybe he recognizes that he also has not been giving her the benefit of the doubt. There is no benefit of the doubt when it comes to Taylor. And it's it's almost as if these people are projecting their own um, insecurities onto her, their own way of handling things. And because they are disingenuous and they are shady, it's like anything she says they're like yeah she's shady and I don't trust her when really it's just them um so the guys are trying to comfort her into feeling like just just calm down and come talk to us later in the HOH room uh we want to talk to you about something well the girls are in the open room they're having conversations about nothing we are all up. And when I say we, I mean all of Twitter. We are up all night waiting for Taylor to go up to the HOH room to have this conversation with Kyle, Monty, Turner, Britt, Michael, and Joseph about the next move to backdoor Amira and Terrence. Who is close to Taylor talking about Terrence or so Taylor thinks. Taylor confides in Terrence. She goes to him and tells him. Um, he asks her, who does she think they should target? She says, she names drops. She says, Indy. I wish she wouldn't say anything, but she doesn't know who she can trust. And the house is so closed off. You just believe what you believe. And so even after that, Monty and, and Terrence are having a conversation at the table and Terrence is still just ripping her apart. Like, I mean, why would you even, why would you try to talk to Nicole about anything? Why would you say anything to her about, about that? You know how they, how, how you know how you come off to people. You just should, you should just say nothing. I don't like any of this personal attack on Taylor. It's not game. It's definitely personal. Well, anyway, we all waiting on Taylor to go up and have this conversation. And she is in this open room with Jasmine, Amira. Uh, Michael even comes down. He's trying to get her. Uh, Joseph trying to get her attention. M Joseph asked her five times if she wanted these fajitas. And Monty was even trying to get her to go up to the, to the HOH room. And I don't know if she just has no clue about how to get away. She has no clue about it's time to go talk. But Taylor had us sitting in there for two hours while she listened to Jasmine um, talk about a bunch of nothing. And I don't know. She's just trying to get in good with the girls or she wasn't aware the time had slipped by. But we were tired. She finally makes it up to the HOH room. And 
they're excited. I, I honestly was scared that by the time she made it up there, they would have come up with a new plan because things do change very quickly in the Big Brother house. But luckily, they were waiting on her. And she got upstairs and Monty leads the conversation, which I probably would have left because I did. He is not good at leading the conversation. Not at all. Um, Monty leads the conversation just by asking Taylor a bunch of questions about does she feel comfortable being Nicole's partner? Taylor says, yes, she does. And I think it's, it's just at this point, Taylor is afraid to say anything negative about anyone. So she just is going with I'm going to err on the side of positivity so that you can't use these words against me and she's in a room full of people she doesn't know who I hope she doesn't know who to trust because you can't trust none of them um and so she's like yeah I trust Nicole and he's like you know uh he's just asking her all these questions and she said he's like how do you feel with the girls how do you feel your relationship is with the girls and she's like it's getting stronger now I don't know if she believes this or not or she's just trying to pacify them with positive answers but a part of me thinks that she may actually believe this. Well, Kyle takes over and he starts to tell her, um, hey, we recognize that you're not very well received. We see how you're being treated. We have heard the things that are being said about you. Um, we won't tell you the things that we've said, but we'll definitely tell you the things that everyone else has said. They tell her how Nicole has been lying to her, has been just fooling her into thinking that they are closer than they are. Taylor is really just taking it all in. She's just listening, but you can tell that she's hurt. You can tell that she had not no idea that these things were being said, but she probably just wasn't aware of, of how many people had dragged her and how many terrible things had been said about her. And here she is this whole entire time just trying to be a compassionate, loving person. She's trying to show um, that you can be yourself in this house, that you can come in and be strong, that you don't have to be labeled as assertive or aggressive, but she just constantly does. And she's hearing that the people has, she's been trying to build relationships with that they have been completely disrespectful, honestly, behind her back. Well, the boys are not saying the things that they said, but they do admit that they realized Paloma lied and that she was actually telling the truth. Um, that's got to be a hard pill to swallow because she actually never had the opportunity to fight for the fact that she was telling the truth because no one ever asked her. They just talked about it behind her back that they didn't believe that she, that. They couldn't believe that she would lie to Monty. Monty made the biggest deal of it. Then he tried to, uh, his revisionist theory, to go back and say, well, you know, um, I just couldn't believe that Paloma went in on a, on a spiral and spread what I told her to the whole house. I thought that was just going to be between us. Monty, you helped too. Anyhow, they've come up with this alliance called the leftovers. Taylor wants to join. She said, Hey, I want to be with whoever is going, whatever's going to keep me safe. Um, I see that they don't like me. You guys are trying to protect me. I will roll with this alliance. Uh, let's do what we have to do to move forward. It had to hurt her to hear the things that Terrence had said, because she has been confiding in him. He does not care one iota about Taylor. It's just very unfortunate. Uh that pretty much brings us to where we are with what's going on in the house is that Taylor has a line with the leftovers. The girls are 
going to freak out when hopefully this veto is used and Terrence and Amir are put on the block. Amir probably will go home. I don't know. This this has been the most unexpected game of season of Big Brother for me. I never know what to expect. They have unexpected winners for HOH. They got all these unexpected changes, but we will see if Amira ends up on the block. And I do want to say Amira is um she is playing she is playing the game, but um she looks like she might have got caught. But Joseph Joseph got his thinking cap on. Joseph turned 25 and said, I am a man now, baby. He is thinking. And he is really like the head of this. And I don't know how much they can trust Turner because Turner just happened to be in it because he is the HOH. Um, But we shall see. All right, guys. Now that you're all caught up on the BB Live feeds, let me catch you up on the challenge. All right. So last week's episode of the challenge, um, you saw me go home. And we jump right into amazing races like, hey, we did it. We're together still. It's only three of us. We got to stick together. Uh, we can infiltrate any one of these um, Love Island, Big Brother survivor groups and, you know, just try to stick with one of them because now they, they still have their, their, their three people there. Um, there's a daily challenge. Everybody has a new partner. A couple of the pairs that stand out, uh, you've got... Um, James and Tasha, you've got Dom and Cachet, you've got Kai and Angela, you've got Ben and Kira. Kai and Angela is almost like Kai's perfect pair. Angela is very strong athletically. She's smart. She's well-liked. She's very chill, unproblematic, and she's a great competitor. So for Kyland, this is like his perfect pairing. Dom, Dom's past, ca I'm sorry, Dom is partnered with Cachet and he does not seem too happy about it. She's got a whole uh, love situation that she's dealing with and he is just there to play the game. Dom comes from Survivor. He does not care anything about the others, the fluff on the side. He just came for the win. You got James and Tasha. James just came out of an elimination. He's probably got some fire up underneath him. Tasha's been laying low uh, up until this point. They've got to work together. And then you've got Ben and Kira who are a strong pair. Ben is Survivor. Kira's Love Island. Him and her seem to work very well together. She's keeping up at his pace. They've got this... Um, the daily challenge where they have to do a puzzle of putting a staircase together first. So they're running back and forth to put a staircase together so that they can run up to the top of the stairs, grab the letters to run down the stairs, run them over to another side to make a, to make a, put a puzzle together. So it's kind of like uh, it's hangman. Somebody is hanging on the beam. If you get the letter wrong, you, you run the wrong letter back there and it's not up there on the board. And the board is kind of like will of fortune. You've got to guess the phrase. If you don't have the right letter, you got to come back and put a 10 pound bag on the beam that your partner is holding. The girls are holding the beams and the guys are kind of running back and forth, except I think Sarah, Sarah is doing, Sarah is doing the running for whoever she, oh, for Cinco. All right. So, uh, Kai and Angela actually kill it. No surprise, honestly, to me. Um, 
Kai seems like he is moving at a steady pace. Angela is strong on that balance beam. And then James and Tasha come in last. They're the last to put their stairs together. His first letter, it looks like his first letter that he chose was wrong. He puts the 10 pound bag on Tasha's pole and it immediately hits the ground. They're automatically in elimination. Um, it's interesting though, because you see Kai and Angela win and Tyson is pretty much like, Hey, the best thing that could come out of this is if I don't win, Angela wins. They seem like a very strong pair. I'm not surprised. We saw in episode one, when we got to choose our own partners, Tyson was like, Angela, Angela, Angela. He knew he wanted to work with Angela and I don't blame him. Very strong pair. And they both seem to say to each other as they're playing this game and they're strategizing, like, we want to get out the weaker players first, which 100% makes sense. If you are a strong player and since we're being paired together, um, male and female, you just don't want to get paired with, as Kai calls it, the less prepared players. So... They want to get out the less prepared players so that they don't get paired with them. And then the stronger players just duke it out in the end. Well, um, as as they go into elimination, James has to uh, he's discussing who he would like to go against. And it's very interesting because James does not seem to have an, an allegiance to anyone but himself he is definitely ready to take out whoever and including Leo, who is one of his long, I love not long, um, amazing race partners. So that really shows Leo and amazing race, Kayla, that James does not care who he has to take out to get to the end, which leads me to Azza's request first week that she'd like to take out James because James is a player and she was right. So uh, James wants to take out Leo, but you have Dom running around who does not give AF. Dom is like, put me in. I'm ready to get my stripes. I know y'all want to put me in. It's two big brother people uh, up there. I know you're not putting big brother in. I know that I'm partnered with a weaker player. So I'm sorry. I know I'm partnered with a less prepared player. So I'm probably going in because I am a survivor player. So put me in. Well, that actually happens. Dom and Cash get thrown into elimination with James and Tasha. The goal here is one person has to be in this this tub of water covering a hole because there's a drain where the water drains out. If the water gets to a certain line, then you're eliminated. But the person outside of the tub has to actually stack like these 16, I think it is, 16 um Oh my God, they have to stack these. They're not rocks, but for the for lack of better words, they have to stack these rocks up to the top. They're not rocks. I just cannot think of what the hell they're called. Well, Tasha and James, James is doing an amazing job of keeping his plug, his plug, uh, his water plugged up so that he's not losing any water. Tasha's struggling a little bit with stacking these um these boulders up. Cache is getting her boulders stacked up, but then they fall down and Dom's water is at a very, very low level. It's interesting because 
on the challenge, you can actually help people. You can yell from the sidelines and go, hey, you need to do this. You see Cinco encouraging Cache. He's like, hey, you need to stack them like this. You need to stack those. But not one person says, we don't hear it. Nobody says, Dom, cover up the hole. He is totally aloof to the fact that he is about to get DQ'd because he is losing all the water. In the end, though, Cache does her thing. She stacks up those blocks way faster than Tasha. She gets them all level. She hollers check. Dom and Cache are back in the game. Kai says he's not worried about it. I don't know if he should or should not. But the last thing you want to do is throw somebody into elimination and they come back into the game because now you know that they're going to target you because you actually put their game in jeopardy. Um. Anyway, I was really impressed by uh by that that challenge. It was it was cool. I was actually um going for the underdog. I was like, go ahead, and, and y'all don't know who that is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great episode. So tune in next week to see what happens. Anyway. That's the end. I want to thank you all for listening. Remember to share this video. Also, share the video, the audio. You can hear it on Spotify and Apple um, Podcasts. You can also watch it on YouTube. And remember to like, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for coming out. I'll see you in a few days. Bye.